Listening to Battle Red Radio. I'm Matt Weston tonight. I'm joined by the Adderall. It's my Pat Summerall. How are you doing tonight, Taylor? Does Pat Summerall do Adderall? Yeah, that's how he. That's how he was able to call games for as long as he did. It makes sense. Makes sense. Complete. Complete. Makes sense. There. I mean, you've uh, heard him call games before. The Packers have the ball. At the forty-two. Well, I don't. Well, Troy Eggman is back to pass, and he throws the hitch to Michael Irvin, and then John Mack comes in. You remember that? Him, I do. Yes, yeah, they're, they're the best. They were the best because it was the best extreme of yeah. each side. Versus, I well, I guess that's why CBS works now, though, too. Oh, and Nance and Romo. Yeah, because you have just two extreme. Because Nance is just there to chill. I wish Rom- Romo's getting a little bit chunkier, but I would love if Romo got real fat. Oh my God, fat Romo would be amazing. Yeah. It would be, be... It'd be a much better experience if Romo's real fat. Oh my God, because I feel like fat Romo would be giving the world the middle finger even more because he's already won at life. Yeah. So I, I feel like that if he were to get just fat, then he would win even more. And he would be like John Daly on the golf course. Man, people would love Fat Romo. And he, I, well, I think he'd be jolly too, you know? Oh, yeah. He would be. Oh, and if he was able to dress up as Santa every year because he was fat, they would get the Christmas games like no other. I would want Fat Romo to get Thanksgiving games, only him. I would want Fat Romo to do everything. I want Fat Romo to do New Year's Eve. I want him to moderate the presidential debates. Uh, that would actually be really I amazing. I want Fat Romo to be the president of this country. I don't know about I, I need him as a commentator. I, I need him as a commentator. He can he do wants, both. If he wants to commentate on the entire country or if he wants to be the spokesperson uh, for the office, they, he could do that. I would love to listen to Fat Romo all day. How about he's the spokesperson because he's smoking meats all day? That's probably true. He would be the smoke screen because everybody would just want to talk to Romo and like learn about him and not know about anything else going but, on. But really, Dick Cheney's the president the whole time. Yes, that's People exactly. forget about that. Never forget. People forget about that. Um, so last weekend, wild, Super Wild Card Weekend. I hate Super Wild Card Weekend now. It sucks. Why? Is it because I'm sucks. champion? No, there's just too many games. Why, I'm champion? Too many football games. I the problem is on why you have a point. All of football, like or not all of them, but most. There was one good game. Yeah, yeah. Most of them were completely ugly. So overall, you would have to agree that the problem is the ratings, the money. It all says otherwise. I know. NFL won. We're well, we're to blame for it. I watched. I watched six football games last weekend. Six. See. And that's the thing is that even for me, I man, I sat there and watched the entire New England and Buffalo game without any type of fantasy. Do you know what that had to take for me to sit there and watch that game? 
My God. Well, I mean, Alan was beautiful, you know. Yeah, which I did enjoy seeing, but I actually felt bad for uh, Mac Jones' receivers there. Like, I go, come on, man. The guy doesn't throw down the field very often, and when he does, you guys are dropping the passes. Yeah, well, though, well, the big miss was that slant and go to Nelson Aguilar where he threw it too far inside and allowed Poyer or Hyde to come over and make the interception on that one. That one but should go into the pylon. For that. His wide receivers were blowing it. Well, I'm saying like, that ball should go to the pylon, though, you know. I think Mac Jones was awful at all, but it's like he's a limited quarterback right now, and I just don't think he has like a high ceiling at all, you know. But that's what I mean is that whenever, like you even said it, like he had to force a ball or he had to throw a ball deep in a double coverage there. It was but, well, it was single, but the safety just made a great play. He's shooting his ass over there. Yeah, everyone knew where it was going. But my thing with Mac Jones is because he's not that great. To your point, you can't drop the balls then. Well, he didn't drop. He just didn't. I'm talking about the place before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Like I think Mac, like I think Mac Jones was far away the best rookie quarterback this year. But like I think what Mac Jones is gonna be in the future, like I think he's probably like Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, like he can be like the twelfth best quarterback. That's a good comparison. I would say that him and Jimmy G are probably exactly alike. But I wouldn't even say twelve. I mean, it's fifteen, and I don't see anything below that. I'm just watch him turn into Tom Brady, though. He's never going to turn into Tom Brady. They would be so limited to what he can do, and he—they're never going to give him free reigns like Tom Brady had the free reigns to do what he wanted. Well, Tom Brady didn't have free reigns when he started off, you know. Yeah, but it my took point him like is, five years until they really let him sling it. Do you think that they are going to let him do something, Mac Jones? Yes. Hmm. Maybe next year. You, you're out of your damn mind. I mean, I think the problem the Patriots have, though, right now is that they gave all this money. Aguilar wasn't very good. Johnny Smith wasn't very good. The receivers they drafted, aside from Kendrick Bourne, haven't been very good. Their offensive line it was, was great this year. They have a good backfield. Their cornerbacks couldn't play with Buffalo at all. Matt Judon doesn't win one versus one pass rushes and just like runs really hard and runs himself into sacks. Um, Barmore's good. They don't have any linebackers because they're all old and like, they were good seven years ago, and they spent all this money, so they don't have very much cap space either, and they haven't drafted you know, all that well. Um, so I don't know. I think they're kind of in a weird spot, you know? No, they're a strange I, team. I agree to your point of they spent all this money for once, and it didn't really pay off for them. Yeah. I mean, it, so what do you do? it got them to the wild card round. It, and it got them a blowout loss. Um, I looked at the numbers though. Wildcard teams are zero and four, with a point differential I believe of negative forty two, and that doesn't in- and that like includes you know Philadelphia falling down thirty one zero. It includes you know Pittsburgh. I think it was down by thirty five in that game against the Chiefs, where they were end up losing forty two twenty one. Like the only good like wildcard game we had so far was. Philip Rivers having 14 plays and going 25 yards to try to kick a game time field goal against the Bills last year. But we've had four wild card games, three of them been bad. It's a dumb game. We shouldn't have it. The seventh seed's dumb. The extra week is dumb. But we're piggies and we'll keep watching, you know. I love that. No matter how dumb you say it is, you're never going to win this argument. I hate it. Next year, though, I'm not watching Chief Steelers, I'm not watching Bucks Eagles. By the way, wait, wait, wait. You sat there and watched Chiefs-Steelers? Yeah, I watched it. Why would you watch that game? 
I watched it until Allegretti scored that touchdown, and I was like, "It's a." I mean, it's it's been over, but I was like, "It's really over now." No, that's the one that I had to boycott because again, if you're not going to put Dallas Cowboys the late game, you don't deserve my watch. Yeah, well, Mahomes has to be the late. He's the late game again this weekend too. You being serious? Yeah. What is? He cannot be that big of a draw. Yeah, he's always the late game. Oh my god, that's just insane. It's got to be his younger brother. His younger brother's got to bring the following. Yeah. I loved... I, you know, I'm starting to turn around, Jackson. I think Patrick's the one. To no, you're not. <laughs> I'm the, I made a TikTok just so I could follow Jackson Mahomes. We should do a TikTok where every video he posts, you and I then copy it together. Okay, that sounds good. Doing the exact same things. I need to learn some new dance moves for this summer. Yeah, both you and I can't dance. That's why it'll be perfect. We're, no, I mean, like, I'm a good dancer. I feel it. No, you're, you're not. <laughs> if I feel it, I can dance. But sometimes, like, a lot, I don't feel it sometimes, you know? You sound like Vince Vaughn and I'm a good dancer. You're not a good dancer. Oh, we both know I'm a good dancer. Yeah. All right. So I won't be able to go to your wedding, but you should learn some Jack's Mahomes TikToks for your, for your wedding. So whenever you hit the dance floor. And then just perform them? Yeah. And then... Like my uh, wife could be like my sister-in-law with uh, Patrick Mahomes' wife, Perfect. where they do their dances together. Yes. It's gonna be wonderful. She could wear like that blue jean jacket, and I can wear some like ridiculous suede jacket. I think it would be the best ever. I love it. It's a great idea. Man, everything I just said there. That actually, I didn't even feel right coming out. Yeah, and there's me monkeys howling in the background and stuff. Well, it that sounds like I, a great idea. You always have to have howler monkeys. Yeah, I love it. Um, so last week in our picks, you went five and one. The only game you missed was the Dallas Cowboys. I went three and two. This weekend we have Tennessee Cincinnati at three thirty. Saturday night we got San Francisco Green Bay. Sunday afternoon we have Los Angeles Tampa, and Sunday night we got Buffalo Kansas City. Are you ready to rock? I am because, yeah, actually I care about three out of the four of these games, so I'm in. Which one don't you care about? How could I ever care about the Packers and 49ers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How could I ever care about that game? It's, I'm, I'm, it's, a, I'm excited for all of them. This is the best weekend of the year for sports. Divisional crown weekend is the best. Most of play, who cares? So Cincinnati, Tennessee, the Tines are at home. They're three and a half point favorites. Does that make you nervous? No, it makes me feel good. Are you sure? Yeah. So that's a little bit nervous because three and a half is just what you get for being at home. That's a pickup. I think you get two points right home. Four points is like they don't really know yet. You know, it's kind of like an in between gray area. The times are healthy. The gang is all here. We got Taylor yeah. Luan. We got uh-huh. Nate Davis. We got Jack Rabbit Jenkins. We got Christian mm-hmm. Fulton. We got Bud Dupree. Oh, yeah, baby. We got Julio Jones. We got yeah. AJ Brown. We got yeah. all seven of our tight ends. The king yep. is back. Derrick Henry's already prepared to take on 25-plus carries this weekend. The uh-huh. Titans are back. They're healthy. Yeah. So, do you want... Are, are, you, are you done? Was that That's it. That's the preview. Okay. Tying so, up, baby. We're healthy. Okay. All right. If that's all you got for the Tennessee Titans, you're in a world of hurt. So, let me make sure I understand something. When is Derek? When did the last time Derrick Henry play? Uh, week eight, when they beat the Indianapolis Colts, and he did look right that game. He looked hurt the whole game. They still won. So, you but think- but before he got hurt, 
they swept the Colts. They beat mm-hmm. the Bills. They beat the Chiefs. Yeah. They lost to the Cardinals in week one by like 31 points. And they lost to the Jets. So, for me, this Tennessee Titans team, I think, is going to lose this so weekend. You think they're frauds? No, I've never been confident in them, even when they had Derrick Henry, because I've always, even though you always disagreed, that if you shut down Derrick Henry, then they pretty much don't have anywhere to go. Because even the Julio thing, I just... He looked good. Against Houston. He looked good against Houston. He didn't look that good against Houston. Houston could have back and won. Well, I mean, Tannehill missed him twice deep, but Julio was (laughs) open the entire game. My thing is, it's hard to be to be able to trust the Tennessee Titans because even with the Houston game, they just seem like that. No matter what, they always want to be able to keep it close. Yeah, of course, of course. But if they're wanting to keep it close against a team like the Cincinnati Bengals, who has a high-powered offense, who is able to put points up on the board, granted they were a little bit shaky last week, but that's just the rust. That's the rush. No, no, the- no. It's called we're we don't know how to play in the postseason. And our coach no. our coach is afraid to go for and likes to kick field goals. The Titans kicker is gonna miss the field goal that's gonna win he, the game. Randy's been good this year. Don't Bad besmirch goal, Randy. He's no, he's been good. Him and his him and his cold Tinas have been good this year. I will say this about the you Titans. You just heard though. too much of a look, the thing about the Titans is that they have to win every game in a stupid way. Nothing can be normal. Everything has to be bizarre. It has to be surreal. But they've been the postseason. They know how to play in big games. They know what it takes to win a game like this. The Bengals, they almost blew a game they should have won by 21 points, that Raiders team. That was an embarrassing win. They let them back in it. Um, They consistently kicked field goals against the awful red zone offense. You know, I just don't have a lot of, like, faith in the way they're they're, the way that they were playing last week. Um, and also, I just think it's a bad matchup for him, too. So going back here to Derrick Henry, 6-2 and two when he was healthy, 28.3 points a game. Without Derrick Henry, they went 6-3, and three, scored 21.3 points a game, so a full touchdown less. And then also, at one point, they were 3-3 three and three without Henry. Then they proceeded to beat San Francisco, the Dolphins. They destroyed the Miami Dolphins and beat the Texans to... You clinch the one seed in the division and everything else. But the reason why I think this is a bad matchup for the Bengals is that they have problems defending the outside zone, especially when they go to like wider empty boxes and they play nickel. They have problems in that regard. They have one linebacker you have to really worry about um, against the outside zone. That's Tremaine Pratt. Like the key for like their zone game is to get up to the second level and block Pratt, which they have the guards to be able to do so. Reader is like playing nose tackle in the 3-4. And so I'm not like really concerned about him against the outside zone defense. And the second thing is that the Bengals can't pass protect on the interior. They have a bad center. They have two bad guards in pass protection. The reason why they don't have a right tackle because Prince has had to replace Rife. And now they're going against Jeffrey Simmons, who's the second best defensive tackle in the NFL. Danico Autry. Um, and they're also getting Harold Landry and Bud Dupree. And I think they're going to put Autry in the interior next to... Um, next to Simmons too, and Sierra Tart may play also. And the Titans, whenever they beat like really good teams like Los Angeles, like Indy, I mean, I don't mean Indy at all. I don't mean that. Buffalo. You, that? you said Indy was a good team. You can't take it back. I heard it. <laughs> Buffalo, Kansas City, is because they got a great pass rush from their front four, and I think they should be able to do so in this game. 
uh, with four parts of their offensive line struggling in pass protection. All right. So after everything you just said, this is the only thing I I'm going to just changed act. your mind. No, you didn't actually. You're so I have some, I have some next level stats here because I get them from my insider, of course, where Matt, you know, Brable is 4-0 off bye weeks. Yeah, that sounds right. Do you know Brable is 8-0 when getting extra time off, meaning more than seven days? Sounds good. Those are the two stats that I would probably lean on if I am a Titans fan, but I am not. Granted, they have the whole game back. You have stats like that. It's so hard for me to be confident in this team, and I don't know what it is, but I just have zero. I have zero type of momentum where I think that they're a team that needed that type of time away to be able to get healthy, to be able to have the perfect game plan. I just don't like the Tennessee Titans. I know you and don't. I, and they proved you wrong all year long. Nah, maybe. I mean, I'm not mm. going to say they really. It's, uh, they've gotten lucky with some things there. Yeah, that's the, they don't, the Titans don't get lucky. That's just how they play the game. So is that why they lose every year in the playoffs? Is because that's how they play the game? Just about because every team loses every year in the playoffs. One team wins it all. Well, Tom Brady wins every year. He wins like 90% of the years. That's pretty good number. Yeah, but I'm just saying like most teams lose in the playoffs. That's how it works. Is that how it works? I didn't know that. Yeah. But when it comes to the Tennessee Titans and them having that. So do you think with Derrick Henry back, that that's going to cause any type of force feeding one way or the other, or then it's panic mode? Or do you think that this is going to be just the perfect outing from this offense where we're going to see it like the beginning of the year, boom, boom, domination from Derek? Well, I think Derek's going to be really good already this weekend. But even like if he's rusty and doesn't look fully right, they still have Deontay Foreman, who's been a good outside zone back. Dontrell Hillier has been good too. I think like a certain way, like losing Henry has been able to be like good form in a way where they still got the one seed, they still got home field advantage, and they were able to rest him to a certain extent. But also like they found out how to win with other parts of their offense now too. And so I think Tannehill has a better connection with Brown and some of his other receivers. I think he's had more reps out of the shotgun than he would have had otherwise. And also they have they don't have to give Henry thirty carries now. He doesn't have to get every carry in this offense because like Foreman has a rhythm, Hilliard has a rhythm, and they've had carries behind this offensive line now too. So I'm going to now go in reverse because I, I get everything you're saying. I just think that, Matt, who would you rather have? Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill? Uh, I mean, I'd rather have Burrow, but I'd rather have the Titans offense in this game than the Bengals offense. Like, I think the Titans have a better, like, I think the Titans just have a better matchup against this Bengals defense. And like, Eli Apple sucks. And they're going to have a lot of matchup opportunities against their second cornerback. Like their safety play hasn't been very good this year. They're having a Jesse Bates seven play wide receiver. They like to play nickel and Mike Hilton blitzing off the edge. And then I don't know how much they're going to be able to play it. My really biggest concern about the Titans offense as a Titans fan is Todd Downing's been a bad play caller this year at times. Like his first two like game scripts offenses usually are pretty bad. Um, they don't run that play action, and so he's had some struggles this year. Even though he was better down the stretch, like he did improve down the stretch, and that's like my biggest concern is just like down and pooping his pants. Henry doesn't look right. Um, they're getting like two yards of carry. Tannehill's having problems dealing with edge pressure, 
and uh, and everything's kind of like going high haywire because Jamar Chase is like you know two big touchdowns early on, you know. And that's what I just keep feeling like Bengals are going to have that type of breakout game. But I mean, what what you saw last week against the Raiders, there's no way that that could give anybody true confidence because the game seems like it should have been a lot closer. People were even questioning. Uh, isn't the officiating crew not allowed to like officiate now? Yeah, they can. Yeah. What do you think like, about the the whistle thing? They stopped playing. I don't think stopped, it. Ma- I don't think it mattered. Me at, either. But they did stop playing, and like the rules, the rule. You know, like they all stopped. <laughs> I. It's a weird type of situation, and I will say though, I mean, it's a pretty big bad boo boo. But for you to truly be banned from like being able to ref the rest of the playoffs. That's actually a pretty big blow because isn't that like good bonus money for them? Yeah, and they like they couldn't spot the ball correctly. There's yes. a ton of calls that just stopped the game. Like the game had no flow at all um, because of how bad of a job that they did. Whenever they were like calling, like the game was really disjointed because of the the jet because of the um, because of the referees in that game, you know. Well, yeah, and I mean, especially when it was already kind of stalled with just it being a kicking game with all the field goals. It's just because I think they even have the record now. It was just an interesting one, to say the least. I was disappointed overall because like what I even predicted last week, I thought that Bengals would have had and came out with a really strong offensive performance. Mixon did not look good. And and, Mixon, and I think Mixon's going to have a lot of problems against this this front, so, too. Yeah. The Times have a really good outside zone defense, and the Bengals run a lot outside zone. Like the Bengals are going to win this game if they pass protect well, and Burrow and, doesn't take like four or five sacks and isn't murdered, and then Chase breaks some big touchdown runs, and Uzoma's up the flat of the seam. Like it really just comes down to their pass protection, and uh, I'm going with the Times pass rush. Like the Times pass rush has been dominant against the Rams, against the Chiefs, against the Bills, um, against the Dolphins. You know, it's been an incredible unit a lot of times this year. And I just don't like the the Bengals pass rush from their left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. Well, and I completely understand that too. And it's funny because that's where you and I are kind of going against each other, where I'm putting my money that Joe Burrow is going to be the better quarterback than Tannehill. Yeah, you're you're worried about, if if you like the Titans like I do, you're worried about, Burrow and Chase go in schizo mode, and Jack Rabbit Jenkins, you can't find the ball, and they're missing tackles in the secondary and everything else. But um, I have a little bit of concerns about that, and they play one versus one, but their safeties are pretty good, and they're able to limit some yards after the catch, you know. I'm still not a believer, and I still think that Higgins is going to have more than one catch. And I mean, I I just think this could be a really high-scoring game, which is really what I'm hoping for out of these two teams. The Titans don't let that happen, though. Uh, I think they are again if they get desperate because they have to catch up because the Bengals' offense have pulled away too quickly. Maybe. All right, so I'm going Titans 31, Bengals 13. Wow, you are all saying Slaughterhouse. And the Whoa. Tit- I'm saying Slaughterhouse. All right, so... And also, if the Chiefs beat the Bills... And the Titans beat the Bengals. The Titans are with the Chiefs in the postseason this year. No, I'm still not that. I'm still not on that board. That's right. too much. A big brother is going to beat me. I'm scared. They already That's... beat them this year. It's like Buffalo. Yeah. They already know they can I'm beat them now. So glad regular season means. But the they exact know same. they can beat them now. It doesn't mean anything in regular season, they especially still... when it's the AFC Championship game. 
they still know they can beat them. All right. So I'm going to go Bengals here, 37, and I'm going to go the Tennessee Titans, 33. Oh, all right. What a crazy game. I'm going to have a little bit of a shoot. Again, I'm expecting some high scoring. I'm hoping it is. I really don't want another field goal fest. Yeah, well, that's what you're going to get when you watch the Bengals play football. They're going to kick a lot of field goals because they're well, cowards and they're afraid to go for it. The good news is that Fatty Bullock is not going to be able to hit field goals, so it better not turn into a kicking game. Well, you have Derek Henry, so you don't even need to kick field goals. So, uh, uh. All right, so the night game, Saturday night. It's Saturday night from, from Green Bay, Wisconsin. We have the Niners, Packers. The Packers are six-point favorites. There's a lot of weird things here for the Niners that have made me feel like I want to bet my whole life on the Packers to being uncomfortable. I don't, I, I understand what you're saying. And it's because whenever you go back to all the Green Bay losses and what they've struggled against, the ideal team that does these things is the 49ers. Yeah. So you would think <laughs> that the Packers, and cause I think even in the, maybe I'm wrong. I need to look up, but haven't they always had like always close matchups between each other? Well, so last year the Packers beat them up pretty good. That's because Nick Mullins is the quarterback. That this, this year they won 30-28 because Aaron Rodgers had game-winning drive with 37 seconds left in week three. Yeah. And then there was, of course, the NFC Championship game in 2019 when the Niners won like 35-10. to 10. I just feel like that I could see it happening of what you said, the 30 to 28 with the Rodgers having the game winning. And that would make more sense, even though I'm still expecting it to be a blowout because Jimmy G has even said in the reports saying that his shoulder and his arm throwing is still all weird. I and think messy. he's just saying that to I make, know I think it's an excuse. That, I know he is. I watched him last game. He is just awful. But that's why it's so hard for me to bet on the 49ers because their run game should be able to take advantage of the Packers where it makes you question, well, can the Packers be able to stay in? What if Aaron goes three and out? Then he gets frustrated. Then he starts pointing fingers. Then everybody starts throwing their hands up. That's a situation that can really occur. It's just, am I going to bet on Jimmy? Yeah, I know. (laughs) I don't want to bet on Jimmy. And that and that's what I hate about Dallas even losing is because all Jimmy wanted to do last week was say, oh, no, guys, we're too far ahead. we got to let them come back. Jimmy was trying to help me. I know. And it's like I think the hard thing, too, about this now, it's like we watch so many we've watched so many playoff games over the years. That's like you've seen how a bad playoff game goes. And it's like you're seeing your thing about how the game's going to go and you just see like how it looks whenever it goes really bad, and sometimes it does. But the thing about that game in 19, that was just a better Niners team in general. They had DeForest Buckner. They had a better pass rush on that team. Um, Their defense was healthier with that team. Their offense had a better run game. They threw the ball probably even a little bit better than this as well, too. Um, Their offensive line, I don't think think is as, as good as it is this year. But it's like that was a much better Niners defense than the one that we have right now. And so, but like you mentioned about the stuff the Niners are good at, the Packers have some problem with play action. The Niners are great running off the edges. The Packers have had a lot of problems against edge runs this year. They've had problems with the 49ers before. Um, also, they play a lot of zone coverage. They get a front four pass rush. They don't blitz. They're able to you know consistently create pass rush to their front four. 
I assume Nick Bosa is going to play this week too. And so that's a concern. They, they cover well with their linebackers. And uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard because it's like you would think with how Rodgers is, how we watched the Niners play this year, Garoppolo, that Packers just come in and just like blow them out. But there's just so many little things here about this matchup that uh, spin the face of that, you know? Well, yeah, no, and what's funny is because you even mentioned it, they are going to be having their players come back. So they have Fred Warner. They have Nick Bosa. He, they have so, to play. So with them two already coming back and them not having on the injury report here, it's this is the thing about this game. Everything is on Rodgers. Yeah. Where ever like I get that he's supposed to be, but I just don't see a season where he has more pressure than what he is. Because not only do people want him to lose, like me, but it's also he is about to win his fourth MVP, has one single Super Bowl, talks all the mad crap in the world where the Packers have truly said, all right, Aaron, we'll do anything you say. Just please don't yell at us too much. Yeah. It, it's weird because now Aaron is supposed to deliver where the 49ers are coming in where you and I are laughing, where it's like, oh, they're banged up. Oh, they got Jimmy. The 49ers have truly nothing to lose where they could pull out everything, which it seems like Shanahan would be that guy to do it, where Rodgers could be a little stiff here, where there mm. could be there could be a lot of forcing to Devontae. That's what I'm saying is that if somehow the 49ers can shut down Devontae, Oh, we got a game. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the key part, but they don't have, like, they don't have the ability, they don't have the cornerback play to shut down Devontae. You know what I mean? Well, you and, like, Devontae. and Devontae is really smart. He's able to find holes in zone coverage well. I also think, too, now with the, the way the bracket's set up, the NFC is going through A.J. Dillon. Like, with how they've used their run game this year and how impossible he is to tackle, they run a really great balanced offense. They it's like it's hard for a defense to be able to really feel comfortable one way or the other, and so it kind of leads to late drops, all play action, things like that. Um, the Niners are pretty are like are built. Pretty, they run like a really balanced defense as it is. They don't like commit to one way or the other like the Rams do, and so that makes it a little bit trickier too. But um, I think Dylan's gonna have a good game though in this one. Like the Rams run defense is just okay, and then Aaron Jones should play too. But the other thing about the Packers is that. Jair Alexander may be out, but you know the the Niners' offense is all crossing routes. So you don't have a lot of pure man coverage against them, and uh, Zadarius Smith may play this week too. And Smith has been out all year. He's a premier pass rusher. He's really great setting the edge. And then you have Preston Smith and Gary and Zadarius Smith outside, and that can make it that should that would make a big difference in this game too. No, completely. And- I love Zadarius. He's like what he's like if Jadavion Clowney actually produced in the box score. They're the same person. Yeah, except are we gonna, we're never going to have a clowny watch again, though, I right? five and a half sacks this year. We're never going to have a clowny watch again. No. I, I think that was my prediction for the Browns, though, was Jadavian Clowney will have five sacks this year. <laughs> Let me see what he finished with exactly. I'm going to laugh so hard if it's not five. And you just made that number up just to no, say No, no, no. Oh, no. Damn. He had nine. What? He, he had nine and 19 quarterback hits and 11 tackles for a loss. He probably had like three in one game. This is his best year since 2017. No, he had two against Pittsburgh, two against Cleveland, down, or two against Pittsburgh, two against Cincy down the stretch, and one and a half against Baltimore. 
But he had three and a half for a long time there. So you're trying to tell me that I have to deal with another clowny watch next year? Yeah. I hope he stays in Cleveland too. You know how old Jadavion is? I'm going to say 28. Yeah, he's going to be 29 next year. Good good yeah. guess. You like that? I know my stuff. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame we only have one watch Jadavion season. Um, but I agree with what you were saying about Dylan. Where I think that the Packers he's so are gonna, good. He is. He is. He's in, such a good pass catcher too. It's. And and have you ever seen what he looks like without his pads on? No, he I doesn't haven't. look that big. He really does it, and then he puts the pads on. It's like this is the biggest man in the entire world. Oh, he looks like a very nice prominent. Yeah, gentleman. he looks really <laughs> nice. Like I would love to hang out with him. I would love to go to Home Depot with him. He looks like he's 33. Yeah. He looks like a father of like somebody I would go and visit. Yeah, he looks like you're like you if you're taking your kid to, you know, YMCA basketball game, you become friends with AJ Dillon. He's a he's a dad of with another kid on the team, you know. Well, you're just That's there what... like to go watch the basketball game because you love the sport, not cuz you have a kid playing at all. That's so What? Funny. I just love basketball. <laughs> what? What's your problem? What's wrong with that? I just love basketball. I saw, I was picking up uh, my kid, and there was a, a billboard for the middle school. It was like, Bradley Nimitz Tennis 430. It's like, could I just go there if I wanted to? Just sit there and watch middle school tennis? You can, but you have to be wearing one of the school shirts. It's really weird that you can do that. By the way, you should also wear like a... Uh like a button with a child's picture on it. And it could just be like a random child. It doesn't even have to be your child just to see like if somebody notices. And cheer really loud and, and make that kid's day, you know? Yeah, except when they come and arrest you. <laughs> <laughs> or have a shirt with the kid playing, take a picture and put it on the shirt and you don't know who the kid is. Like, I just love watching him play. He's great. I think he's going to be the next big thing. And then that guy's dad's there like at the tennis match. Like, what is this? You're wearing, you know, it's like, what is, I was like, I just love watching your son play tennis. And his kid's the worst one in the class. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Bad. It's You're bad going to hell. We're just here to support, you know, our local athletes. Um, but like, I mean, at the end of the day, I think this game comes down to the fact that Aaron Rodgers is the MVP again this year. He's incredible. This has been his best, yeah. one of his best years ever. He's been yeah. angry. He's been a complete, he's done everything. He's can't make everybody as mad as possible. I think he's fueled off of hatred. I just yeah. think he's going to have a great game. And I'd rather pick Aaron Rodgers than Jimmy Garoppolo, regardless of their edge defense, their problems against the play action. Um, the Niners defense being fully healthy. Some of the stuff about how the Niners defense has posed problems for a balanced offense, like we mentioned, the fact that they don't overcommit one way or the other. And so I'm going Green Bay 26, San Francisco 17. Yeah, so like you said, I can make all the arguments in the world. I could say anything I want, saying that 49ers are going to be healthy. They're going to catch them off guard. Jimmy G, best game of the life. But am I really going to believe that last one? Absolutely not. I have to pick the Packers, even though I hate Aaron. I'm picking the Packers, man, I think 38, and I think the 49ers, 17. Jeez. I just, I can't see it, Matt. 
Because if Rodgers gets it going, I just can't see it, man. And I think and like they're at home too. And I don't think yeah. like Rodgers is going to be gonna like be incredible. Yeah, I think he's. Gonna, I think he's going to be really good though. Well, no, I think it's going to be like that cold. It's going to be one degree where then you're having a California team having to come into play in that. That it's just it's just setting up for the Rodgers success here. Yeah, I think so too. And like the game they lost in the postseason, like we picked that one. We thought, I mean, the Packers' offense wasn't that good that year. It no, was they, they won close games and Lafleur need an extra year, but now they've completely turned around. Like this is a really great like Lafleur has grown a ton as a head coach. Um, this is a really great you know coached offense as well too. So yeah, Saturday is supposed to be a high of twenty degrees, a low uh, negative one. <laughs> okay, all right. So I was trying about the one a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, it's cold yeah. here right now. You know, dude, it's freezing here. Gosh. I have like three heaters on me right now. So by the time kickoff is, it's supposed to be 11 degrees. Good Lord. Yeah. Have fun, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy, that shoulder is going to be feeling real nice. Yeah. We'll see you in Houston in 2022. Yeah. Your dream. So the Sunday afternoon game, we have Los Angeles Rams going down to Tampa Bay to take on. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs are three-point favorites. So this is another game similar. So this is like the rock, paper, scissors thing here. This theory I've been talking about lately where the Rams are the rock, the Bucks are the scissors, and the Packers are the paper. And the Cowboys are the putty, and they got, you know, they, they dropped in it, rolled over the floor and got a bunch of dog hair in it. The Rams consistently play the Bucs really well. The last two years they played, even with Jared Goff, they beat them. They play the Bucks well. They do a good job, you know, running the ball, setting up play action, attacking their single safety sets. The Bucks don't have a cornerback that can play man coverage since Cooper Cup. Uh, Odell Beckham is finally like you turn into a competent number two wide receiver. And this is a this is a team that has the cornerback play to be able to you know take advantage of the shorter stuff that. Uh, the Bucks run and like the deeper play action shots just don't work as well against the two high safety defense that the Rams play right now too. All right. So full disclosure, what the Rams did against the Arizona Cardinals, I'm happy for them, but that showed me absolutely nothing. Yeah, it, I was just more embarrassed by the Cardinals game plan on offense. That was the worst. Like that was easily probably the most disappointing because you would think that there'd be some type of showing and maybe keep it a little bit competitive, especially because they're divisional teams. But the, this is why it's so hard for me to believe in the Rams, especially in this game. Because last game, come on, it was more like the Cardinals were thrown off that they had Cam Akers. It's like if they had, if once they saw Cam Akers on the field, like, is that allowed? Is this guy? To be back i don't know what to do the fact that matthew stafford only completed 13 passes yeah and i'm supposed to believe in that mm, I okay i see that i i like i liked what they did offensively considering like let's take pressure off of stafford it's his first playoff yeah. game to win you know let's get him the easy one let's make yeah. it as simple as possible you know but i was just i mean i'm still flabbergasted by the cardinals playing this defense that has their third string safeties out there where Eric Weddle was signed in emergency fashion and they don't they did not stretch him at all. 
not one bit at all. It was run, run, Kyler Murray run for his life and throw incompletions. Yeah, that that's all it was, which is why it makes the Dallas losing to Arizona so much worse. Arizona just completely fell off the tracks there. Well, it's because they, they lost Hopkins and they had no now they their third, fourth, and fifth wide receivers no longer got single coverage. Still, you would think with all the weapons, I mean, you would think they would be able to do something, not just get blown out where Stafford throws 13 of 17. And it's like even Odell completed a 40-yard pass. It's just— That was hilarious. That was the same one he threw with the Giants, too. It was the exact same play. If you are a Rams fan, I just don't see how you could be confident going up against the Bucs. And I get what you're saying. It's just they're going to force Stafford to throw. And Stafford's going to throw a pick. Mm. And it's all about if Tom Brady plays the game that Tom has. If Tom Brady turns it over, then yes, I think the Rams are going to win. But am I betting that Tom Brady's going to turn the ball over? Absolutely not. And if he doesn't turn the ball over, Matthew Stafford is the one that makes the mistakes because it's going to turn into a shootout. I just think, once again, the Bucks defense may destroy Matthew Stafford. So you think they're going to high blitz? Oh, yes. Yes, You every think time. they're going to play three safety sets like they, get, like they did against Philly to be able to, take it, be able to limit their outside zone game, their stretch game? That's, that's exactly what I think they are going to like, do. That's what they did at Philly. They played three safeties, and they had the overhangs, and they were able to you know, spill things out wide. Um, and allow their safeties to go and make tackles in the flat. Like I don't think Acres is particularly good. And Michelle's not good. You know, they're just like they are able to block the outside zone well and make cuts and everything else. Um, but I think they're gonna have problems run the ball this game too. No, I and I completely agree. Which now you're getting into is Odell gonna be that second guy still that you can rely on? which is where I'm going to be most excited for. Because I, I agree with what you said at the beginning there, where Cup is going to get his. The Odell thing is the one that I'm going to be most interested in because Stafford's going to be force-feeding some people. And that's where this is going to be. I expect Stafford to throw 40 passes this game. I agree with that. I mean, I like for Tampa, though, it kind of goes back to like how these games have gone before. Brady hasn't beat Los Angeles yet. And what they've done is they've played double high safeties. They take away the deep passing game Tampa has, and the play action is in the same level of effect. And they've been able to, you know, suck up their their run game pretty well, even with their liar boxes that they run, which is surprising because like when they played Tampa last year, their offensive line was fully healthy. This game, Tristan Wirfs may not play, so now you have Leonard Floyd and Von Miller going up against a backup right tackle who had a really bad game against Philadelphia the week before, where he was really kind of out of his element too. Um, and they just do a good job like forcing Brady to play like a short, quick, methodical passing offense, which he can do. He just hasn't done it against Los Angeles just yet. And completely fair to be able to say because to like, your Brady point, needs the to throw the ball like 45 times and have like an 80% completion percentage. Which is completely possible if he has still Giovanni Bernard out there to catch those nine little. I, I hate passes. I hate the name Giovanni. It just it sounds what? like it sounds like a a big old wart whenever I hear Giovanni. I just it sounds think of, like Italian. I just think think of a nose with a giant wart on it. That's not what I think of at all. That's what I think of. It's probably something from my childhood, some repressed memory. I think, though, that with the Buccaneers having their type of offense, I agree. They're going to have to get the ball out quick, which Brady can do. 
it's it's very hard to be able to have confidence in the Bucks when their offense is a little depleted at this time, where the weapons are getting fewer and fewer. It's just I think Brady has been in this type of situation so many freaking times yeah. where he doesn't so like, have— So what you're saying right now is what I was trying to say about the tight ends in the Bengals game. But now nope. you're—yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But now you're saying about the Bucks playing the Rams, which I'm not disagreeing with. I think it's a valid point in you know this in this time of the season. Uh, but when it comes to the compare, I'm comparing Tom. Tom is Tom. I can never bet against Tom. That is the issue I always have. Because until you show me otherwise, I can't do it. Because I think even the stats and everything point to the Rams being able to point this out. It's just what is the point spread here? Did you say three. Yeah, you know who the last team to beat Tom Brady in the playoffs is. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it the Bills? The Tennessee Titans. Damn it! <laughs> oh, God, I hate you so much for knowing that stat now. I would love a type of rematch in the Super Bowl just so then I could just have the tears coming down from your face as Tom just takes everything I'd you be, love away. I'd be fine with that. No, you wouldn't. You'd be devastated. I, I mean, I like the Bucks. Like, it'd be, it'd be different if it was like... I mean, I don't hate any team in the NFC at all right now. The Rams are kind of annoying to me, but, um, like, I don't know. Uh, the Rams, it's I the, don't think... It's are... the L.A. thing, you know? Well, that's true, too, because all of a sudden... I, I think McVay talks a little bit too much. I just love Stafford so much that that's why it's hard for me to root that much against them. I just... I. It's hard for me to have... Co- he had his first playoff win last week. Yeah. And he threw 13 passes. Yeah, good for him. I mean, I mean, I, I like what McVay did for him. Is like, look, Kyler can't play against this. We're get, we have, and they had the field position battle won the entire game. Like every Cardinals drive started less than their own ten yard line. Um, like, but like the Rams offensively here, I know it's like going back here to Stafford. They don't have an answer for Cup, and then they are going to have problems covering you know Beckham too. They they I think they're going to cover Higby well. They're going to cover their screen game well. They're going to cover their like horizontal passing game well. But the other Money thing back. is the key for the Rams this game though is to run the Buccaneers into single high safeties and then hit your play action shots to Van Jefferson. Uh, that's the key to this game. Uh, that's what the whole game comes down to. Can the Rams run the Bucks into single high? And when they're in single high, can they hit some deep passes off of it? That's the key yeah, to this they, game. Yeah, but they don't like Van Jefferson. They'll do he anything gets they can. One catch for seventy five yards every game. Yeah, but they just don't want to like have to throw them the ball. I would say like there's always that one, but they don't want to keep having to do no, that. No, I'm not saying. I'm just saying if they get one with him, like they got that one big one to Sean Jackson, the earlier matchup this year. They used to need one big one to Van Jefferson, and they take advantage of single high shots, get shots against single high. Then that's the key key of this game for it. Um, I'm going Los Angeles. I'm going with the. I'm going with this. I'm going with the Rock. I'm thinking the Rocks and beat the beat the Scissors. I'm going Rams 33, Bucks 26. All right, so I don't think that I would call the Buccaneers scissors. And in fact, I think I would call them the cockroach, where no matter what, they are going to survive. So the Buccaneers, I think, will pull this out with Stafford throwing and turning the ball more than Tom Brady. I'm going to have the Buccaneers at 35, and I'm going to have the Rams at 31. Oh, all right. I have close games this week because I actually really am looking forward to the Bucks and the Rams. Yeah, me too. 
Me yeah, too. I, I mean, like I, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying at all. I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, I'm just like this is just how it's been the last two years. I think the reason why it's happened makes perfect sense as far as the schemes they run, the talent they have, the matchup. I think it's a bad matchup for them. And the Niners, like we talked about the other day, the Niners at your house when they came and saw you, the Niners being the Packer, beating the Cowboys opened the door for the Packers to make the Super Bowl because now they don't have to play the Buccaneers. If, because that's actually what my dream is, and that's why I'm picking the Bucks is because, to your point, if the Rams have to go to Lambeau, they're going to lose is, by 21 points. There's just no way in freaking hell that is going to happen that they're going to be able to pull that out. But if Aaron has to go up against Tom. Again. Oh, my God. Aaron will be so angry before the game even starts because, oh, it'll be the best just to lose again to the guy that will always be better than you, Aaron. How does it feel? Go to the horse track. Enjoy the Kentucky Derby. Loser. All right. Uh, yeah, that'd be, it's a spicy storyline. I still can't get over them having, like, what was it? It was like fourth and six, and Rodgers has that open field, and he throws it away. And it's like, just run for it, slide, have fourth and two, go for it. But I think they were yep. kind of, he was kind of told going into it's like, we're kicking a field goal here. And so he's like, well, I have to throw to go for it because we're kicking a field goal. Um, when they should have gone for that for sure. Like all the all the coaches that were cowards last year, they all lost, and they all deserve to lose. All I know is that Aaron Rodgers had a boo boo because yes, the thirty six where all you had to do was run up the middle and you would have had it. Well, he wouldn't have gotten it, but he could have slid, and they would have fourth and two instead of fourth and six. It would have been fairly close, but and then what was weird about last week is that all the teams that were cowards they won. The teams that yeah. didn't go for it and kick field goals and punted, they ended up being at, you know ending up just okay last week. So, Sunday night, the matchup of the century. <laughs> we got Buffalo heading to Kansas City, where they beat them earlier this year by two-plus scores. The same field they lost to them last year at the AFC Championship game, where famously Stefan Diggs was watching them celebrate at the other side of the field, rem- remembering that moment in preparation for today's this game. Uh, I talked about this game for an hour already, already earlier today. Um, I'm kind of tired of talking about it, but I'm ready to keep talking about it. Uh, so you're going to be really surprised by me here. We're going to have the same pick. All right. I'm not, I'm not picking Patty here. I'm not picking the Kansas City Chiefs because at this point, this is also another team I have a big issue with when it comes to the confidence scale. Okay. How am I supposed to feel confident in the Kansas City Chiefs when they went up against who? The Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah. That's and also, to- they weren't even, they, they spent two quarters, or a quarter yeah. and a half, just screwing around, missing open throws, having drop passes, having two turnovers. Not even against a good, a good team would have beat the Chiefs last weekend. Exactly, and that's the and thing. They've been, because- and they've been doing it all year. Like, last weekend wasn't like a one-off, strange, like, oh, the Chiefs don't look like themselves. They have been doing that all season long. Oh, this season, I it, and even all of their games have been close. You know what the one team, or I'm sorry, two teams they've been able to blow out is the Raiders and the Steelers. Every other yeah. game 
been close this season for and, them. And Drew Locke. Yeah, ex- exactly. So how are you? Well, even that, I mean, I think they only beat them by like four or something. Well, they played them the, the first time they played them, they beat them. Well, the first good. time they played them yeah. around. Okay, yeah, yeah. But even that was still, I mean, it was only 22-9. I'd say like, yeah. yeah, it's not incredible. Well, and there was a conversation <laughs> earlier today too about the the Chiefs, you know, performance down the stretch and is this defense for real and that sort of thing i was like just look at the schedule you know when their defense was struggling earlier in this year earlier in the year they played lamar jackson when the when the ravens had their best passing attack they've ever had they played tennessee at full at full health they played buffalo and who they stop jordan love daniel jones the best game they have is against dallas and they had two turnovers earlier in that game and they had a lot of pressure on the interior um, even Herbert played well against them. They had the big game against the Raiders, but the Raiders had the Deshaun Jackson fumble, you know, and then and they had the other interception in the first half that became a blowout after that. There isn't like a really impressive, like it's more about the opponent that they had down the stretch, not really their defense performance at all, you know. And it's going to sound very weird that I'm saying this, and I don't care what any of the fans say of our million listeners, but the Chiefs just remind me so much of the Dallas Cowboys we this have, season. We have six million listeners. I'm sorry. I always keep forgetting the number. It keeps jumping in during playoffs. Uh, but they just remind me so much of the Cowboys, where I'm tired with the Kansas City Chiefs on why they pissed me off at this point. Cut the cute crap out. Just I just hate cut. I hate the bowling ball screen pass touchdown. Yeah, exactly. I hate that. And you know what I can't wait for is for somebody to pick that off and to run it back for a touchdown. That will be the funniest freaking the day lot, for me. The lot uh, double fumble touchdown is pretty close to that, though. Where they're trying it, to be cute. Oh, look, Travis Kelsey's the quarterback. And it's it's really bothering that even in a playoff. It's I don't know if it's because that's what Andy's like, this is how I get my team to have a good time. This is how we're out there having fun. It's like you didn't do anything, and yet you guys are just trying to then rub it in the Steelers' face. It's the Steelers. You haven't beaten anybody this season, and if you did, it wasn't off of an impressive performance. It was they, something that barely. I guess Dallas and the Chargers are their like big wins this year. And the Chargers, they went to OT, and then the Cowboys are just awful on offense because they're just such a disappointment. Yeah, they're 0-3 against the team still left in the AFC right now. Yeah, so when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs now going up against the Buffalo Bills, Watching the Buffalo Bills last week, I finally got to see the Bills team I've been wanting to see. It was an avalanche. But that's what I expect them to be. And even going into this game, I expect they're what you even acknowledged at the beginning of the segment, where you had Diggs standing at the end of the field watching them celebrate, where this is what the Bills have just been watching film over. This is like the San Antonio Spurs watching the Miami Heat make the three-pointer on them over and over again on the next season. This is where the Bills have been waiting for. So this is your moment. I am actually believing in you from what I've been watching. So don't let me down because I would really (laughs) hate if they lose to the— because I think the Bills are the better team overall than the Kansas City. Yeah, they are the better team. And it's going to bother me if the Bills struggle against their crappy defense. Yeah. Well, like, so usually the Chiefs have a top 10 pass defense and the worst run defense in football. This year, they have a bad pass defense and a bad run defense that's no longer the worst in football. And, I mean, they're, like, their secondary is kind of hard to watch because without knowing the playbook, it's hard to tell exactly what they're doing. 
but they run a lot like zone match and, and man match coverages, which are fun to watch. Um, like New England, who just tried to play cover one with the spy, and they're all running in coverage, and Josh Allen just ran past all of them. And it's like, oh, nobody's open. Okay, I'll just run. And I got 32 yards. And then, or he would just use his eyes to manipulate the safety or the cornerbacks to create downfield throws. Um, like he hit the digs, and, and Sanders, that touchdown, Sanders are like expert examples of eye manipulation. And against Kansas City, like they either play man coverage, which they don't have the cornerbacks to do. Or they play zone coverage, and Allen's been great at using his eyes to manipulate defenses to create open throws. They, the Chiefs don't have a good front four pass rush. And really what the Chiefs are going to have to do this game, they're going to have to blitz a lot. They're going to have to send five and six consistently throughout this game. And if the and the blitz is hard for Allen because it traps him in there, that every gap is defended, and so he doesn't have the same level of space to run through. And that's really like the only thing defensively they have to offer to limit the Bills at all. But, man, it's like what I told you last week. Because you also had a big game against the Patriots. Dude, I think Devin Singletary has made such a gigantic difference with how he has been playing for Allen. Yeah. Because it's been able to take so much pressure off of him where now the other team— I mean, for God, Singletary destroyed New England. He had 16 mm-hmm. carries, 81 yards, two TDs. That cut, that cut he had in the red zone was filthy. So, yes. And it's— in my opinion, it's like what I told you. It just makes Allen be le- more confident because he's not having to do everything or they're not having to worry about all the QB sneaks. He's able to run it when he's not able to see the options open. That is when then he's able to make the decision because I don't like all the QB sneak plays that they run. I'd rather they just hand it to I, Singletary. I like it because whenever they run the quarterback power run plays, you have an extra blocker. Whereas if you I, hand the ball to the running back, you miss a blocker because your quarterback's handing off. Like I love it because they'll they'll pull two guys and they'll also pull the running back with it. So Allen's turning the corner and he has three blockers in front of him. I, it's worked out great, you know. And they can also run the same place and hand to Singletary, and they run like they run like counter option now too. Um, but like yeah, the Chiefs have their best part of their defense are their defensive tackles. Once you outside the edges though. They have problems. Their linebackers are they're better than years before, but they're sl- kind of slow. They miss tackles. Their secondary misses a ton of tackles too, and they're able to run that power power run game outside the tackles. And like you mentioned about their run game, Singletary's been great. They found their best offensive line combination, and they also changed from being an outside zone team back to being a power team. And now it's like they have uh, this deep, this offense is unstoppable as far as like they can run the ball well and throw the ball well. And uh, it's like not like last year is all Allen. This year they have a great pass defense, a great run defense, or a good run defense, a great rushing attack, and a top five passing attack. Exactly, and that's what I think. My biggest point that I'm trying to come across is is the fact that Allen doesn't have to do everything. And I think and he that's still what... does at the same time, though. Like he well, yeah, doesn't you know, have to, but he still does. But uh, Matt, it's when he's not for like when he's yeah, not. Yeah. Like he's being forced to have to do everything, where then he comes out of the MVP level with what we were expecting to see this year. Where last game against the Patriots, that's the Allen we were expecting all every single game that was going to win the MVP. That's what both you and I expected him to be like, which is why going into this game, the fact that he's now going from one game to another, and even the one before that to another, he is now on a nice little pace here where they have a rhythm. And it's hard for me to pick against that rhythm where Kansas City, you're blowing out bad teams. That's all you got. Yeah. Well, and I think Allen, too, like the Tampa Bay game, I think, is what kind of changed the Bulls' season. They lost in overtime. 
but they fell down early. Like Allen pulled that team near to tie it, and they lost because they had that DPI in the in the end zone. They didn't call in that game. That was a you know big change to it. Um, but I think we're at the point now too with Allen. Like whatever you consider his rushing ability and his passing ability, he's either as valuable of a player as Mahomes is, or just as good as Mahomes is now. If not, like a little bit less, a little bit better. But I think they're pretty much even this season. Whenever you consider his rushing ability too, like Mahomes scrambles and everything like that, but he's not gonna have nine rushes for eighty-five yards, unlike Allen, which is what he's able to pull off sometimes too. From what I've watched, I did not see Mahomes play as good of a game as what Allen played last game against New England. No, that was like an so, all-time classic playoff game. With this season, I have not seen Mahomes being able to have this again in the past. Of course, Mahomes has, but. This season, absolutely not. And it's so hard for me to want to buy into the Kansas City Chiefs because their defense, I just don't think, is going to be able to stop anything. Where then, if you're having to rely on the offense of what? They're going to shut Tyreek down. So well, if you shut so why why it's out this week, which kind of hurts that. Um, Wait, why is Tredavion out? He's hurt. Yeah, Tredavious is out. But Matt Milano's back. And I think I think Hill's going to have a good game. I just don't think Kelsey's going to have a good game. Exactly. One of them's and not. And so, like, which... I would rather have Hill have the good game where, like, you know, he catches two bombs or whatever, but, like, he's limited on first downs. But, like, Kelsey, that's your third down guy. And so, last time they played, Kelsey had six catches. They had three holding penalties and a DPI on him, but he only had six catches, and they were able to really jam him at the line of scrimmage and limit his production. And uh, and Hill was really quiet in that game, just catching crossing routes and didn't get beat deep. I think it's all about you have Wallace on him and you just play 10 yards off or whatever, and then you have your safety keyed on him. And it's all about bracketing and just jamming Kelsey at the line of scrimmage really well. But also, they have their backup right tackling in Andrew Wiley. So Kelsey's having to chip a whole lot now. And so Kelsey has the same level of releases that he's had um, in, you know, earlier in the season with, with Yang out there where he's more in the slot, more able to get free releases. Now he's having to chip because of that injury too. And that's fair. If he's having to be able to block more, then that's definitely going to be able to take away his risk. It's just, like you said, no matter what, Patrick Mahomes is going to be looking at him on third down, especially if it's like third and four, third and five, third and six. You know where the ball is going to be going. So if Kelsey and Hill both have big games, I just think that the Bills somehow are going to lose this. But even if they just only have one of them go off, mm-hmm. I think the have this. And I think that's just what they have to account for is just, okay, if this one beats us, we can't let this one beat us. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think you can you can have one go off and have a great game, yeah, but one. you can't have two. And I'd rather have Hill have like a, a big game than Kelsey just because Kel, like if, if Kelsey's having a big game, they're consistently converting third downs and you're not getting off the field. And so, they, of course, you have to get off the field with the offense they have. They can give up, like, two big hill touchdowns because of the offensive firepower they have of their own, too. No, and that's fair because you can automatically assume that if Kelsey's being fed the 12 to 14 targets, then obviously he's only getting, like, 8 to 12 yards, and that's just what's continuing the drives, making them longer. Uh, do you think, though, do you have any fear whatsoever with the Kansas City's running game? Not really. McKinnon's better than Edwards Hilaire is. Well, no, I agree. With and they that. run like a lot of inside zone and duo. Like the only concern I have is Creed Humphrey's really good and he's really good at locking up the second level. And Tremaine Edmonds has had problems this year, making like tackles like six, seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. 
Um, that's really it, though. But they're like Orlando Brown's probably the most overrated player in the NFL. He's slow. He's he's really slow. He gives up a lot of pressures. He was bad against Alex Highsmith last week. Um, he's really high. He's strong as hell, but you can like run around him a lot. And then with the ta- with the injury to Wiley, but their interior is still really good. And so you're kind of worried about inside zone runs. But um, if they're killing you with that, it's because they've thrown you into like nickel. They've thrown you into dime. And the Bills are primarily a nickel team. And I think the Bills can defend this run playing the nickel, though. I completely agree. It's just funny because, yeah, it does seem like Jericho Cannon has been going off these past few weeks for him. Which, I mean, Kansas City, they just keep going through the running backs like they're candy. So, like, you like, know, David, like David Coley chewing gum. That's exactly what it is. So, hey, you always got to have that big league chew in your mouth. No, he likes the double bubble because he's a psychopath. That stuff sucks. That they, ten cent Halloween pink bubble gum, that goes stale so fast. Yeah, he would they, chew like twenty five of them a game. He chooses twenty five of them a game. Yeah, he's a maniac. He has a smoking problem. He's insane. It's because he, he had this. He has this big wet tongue that he's constantly chewing on. So he chews on the bubble gum instead. It's a big wet tongue, which is why he chews on the bubble gum. Yeah. <laughs> what has this show turned she into? She got some big wet. Tom, that's why she chews on that bubble gum. Bubble gum, bubble gum. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm really excited though. I'm very excited. This, um, yeah, I'm very excited. This is this is it. So you need to take the net because again, it's even watching the teams. Buffalo should be the best team in this AFC. They just haven't shown it this season. Past few weeks, they have. Let's continue this. Let's what, have What a- was the it's like Buffalo had the bad loss to Jacksonville, the bad loss to Indy because they got ran all over. The Jacksonville lost. They just didn't have the pat their their offensive line was all screwed up. Yeah, they, they lost in the they lost in the blizzard to New England. Yeah. Lost the Titans. Lost the Bills. They lost the Titans because Josh Allen slipped at the on the quarterback sneak. That's true, too. I lost so, the steal the first game. Yeah, because they blocked a punt. Now, these yeah. aren't like bad, like awful loss. Like, I think they're 0-6 in one-score games this year. Every win they have is plus 13 points. Well, that's going to have to tell you what they're going to have to do then. Yeah, they're, I think they're going to have to win a close game. And like, even then, The thing about Mahomes that's so annoying is that even after all of this, everything we've just said, Patrick Mahomes is still the best pure passer in the game. Hill and Kelsey are Hall of Fame wide receivers. You're still in a situation where even against all of that, the Chiefs are still in it and they still, you know, can probably win this game. Um, and it just goes to time talking about the Mahomes because the Chiefs overall team isn't very good this year. No. It really isn't. And I think the offensive line stuff was still a mistake too. But I'm going Buffalo 31, Kansas City 30. All right, you're going to love this. I got Buffalo 42. I have Kansas City 30. All right. Yeah, to your point, I don't think that – I'll put it this way. If it's a one-score game, I'm worried for Buffalo. Yeah, it makes sense. I just think that if Patrick Mahomes gets the ball at the end, you're like, oh, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. sense. I think they can get some edge rush as well, too, this game. Um, and like Mahomes takes those big dropbacks also. Like Rousseau's fast, Hughes is fast, Addison's a good pass rusher, and then Milano, and hopefully they use Milano as a spy some of this game too. 
I didn't know White was out though. That he is he a tore bit. his ACL against the Saints. Damn. He can still play, I think. Hey, if Cam Akers could come back after an Achilles for six months, you could come back after a few weeks, you big baby. Yeah, whenever like this thing about White being, I'm like, are you sure he can't play? Like, come on. We should can't be able to play. Stick in your boot. But yeah, I mean, aside from White, though, the whole Bills team is healthy, though. Which is good. Which yeah. is good. Which is what you want. Because now there's no reason they should lose. Yeah, and they have great safety play. Wallace isn't awful, you know. Um, they've been playing Neil some, and he's all right. I, I, I'm excited for it, though. But yeah, I, I hope it's 42-30. I hope it's a, a, you know, a two-possession win. But the Chiefs are still the Chiefs, you know. Yeah, I know. It's just, again, they, I mean, you go back to how they played against real teams this year. They truly have only beaten out Raiders and Steelers. Yeah. So I'm thinking, though, is we're going to get Titans Bills and we're going to get a Bills Packers Super Bowl. And even no. the Bills lose this week, I think the Titans would beat the Chiefs next weekend. It'll be a Bills Bucks Super Bowl. I, I'd be better. I'd take Bills yeah. Bucks to start the year, but just the way the bracket is kind of changed up. My hope, though. Is that it would be Cincinnati versus the Rams. Yeah. And Cincinnati What's wins. What's the worst Super Bowl you can come up with? Worst Super Bowl for me at this San point. San Francisco, Tennessee. No, it would probably be Kansas City and Green Bay. Okay. I would hate that Super Bowl. I know everybody would love it. Like, oh my God, Taylor, you suck. No, I don't want to watch. Douchebag versus douchebag. I'm the bigger douche in the league. I don't think, I, I don't I, think Mahomes is a douche. It's just the media hey, coverage hey, of him hey, is. Hey, you're related to the douche. You get I mean, that's to fine. the douche. Oh, just because right? of his brother. <laughs> and your wife, okay? You don't get a pass when it's both of them. I don't have anything bad to say about his wife, but... His wife is just a big of a douche. Um, yeah, I just hate the media coverage of him. I'll never forget watching Patrick Mahomes as a child singing a home video. Like, why is this part of the telecast? Because Chris Collinsworth had that in his private video collection that he just had to pull out. It's disgusting. Hey, you guys want to see a tape? <laughs> no, Chris! <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just Matthew McConaughey screaming in the background. <laughs> it's of all the quarterbacks when they're young. Hey, you want to see Peyton? No, Chris! <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is fun. This is a great episode, I think. I think we nailed this. Um, to recap, Tennessee, Cincinnati, the Titans are three and a half point favorites at home. I have Tennessee 31-13. You have Cincinnati 37-33. San Francisco, Green Bay, Packers six point favorites. I have Green Bay 26-17. You have Green Bay 38-17. Saturday yeah. afternoon, Los Angeles, Tampa. Tampa's three-point favorites. I have Los Angeles 33-26. You have Tampa 35-31. And then the game of the century, Bills, Chiefs. Chiefs at home, two-point favorites. I have Buffalo 31-30. You have Buffalo 42-30. I like mine. I like mine. I like mine, too. We got two different ones. I know. I'm just saying, you better hope, all right? You better hope you come back, because if you go down even further, whoo-hoo! I, I think the Tennessee-Tampa Bay one may be a wash. That could be that could be the case. That's all I know. But if I go 4-0 and you go 2-2, and I'm retired. I know. I'm trying to give you a shot here, because I'm sticking, like I said, I'm going to stick by my beliefs here when it comes to Cincinnati. 
because I just can't do it. I've been trashing Titans all year. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, well, you'll learn to tighten up eventually. I'm never going to tighten up. I'm loosey-goosey. <laughs> well, so until next time, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Ballard Radio. Thank you for being on tonight, Taylor. And we'll be back next Thursday to preview the conference championships. Enjoy Josh McCown, Titans fans, or Texans fans, whatever you are. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.